0: Hello, welcome to this new episode of Not Just Yoga. So we're on episode 14, but I have decided to do it as a new season, so season 3. And the idea is that when I started season 2, it was because there were a few new changes, and so there's been a few more new changes, so I thought I'd start off with a new season, but I'm still calling them the episode numbers one after the other just so I can make it easy for myself really. Technology is staying the same, so I'll always share something that I've learnt about technology with you, and I'll continue to talk about my home yoga practice. A new change is, instead of the main myths about yoga and Yoga 101, so that's where I explain different words, well, I've gone through most of them now, most of the main ones, and also the common myths as well. So, instead, I've decided to do a new section about yoga in the outside world and other aspects of yoga. So, that will be yoga in pop culture, such as yoga in films, um, TV programmes, celebrity yoga, and so on. And also, including things about relaxation and mental health and just the wider aspects of it, really. I'm keeping eyes, ears, seen, and been. Another change is that there will be no more local businesses section and instead, as applicable, I'll intersperse it throughout the podcast. There will also only be one episode a month instead of two because with going back to work now, I just don't have the time and I'd rather do one that's full of content than two that are just basically mainly filler The end section, I will leave you with a mindfulness activity and this activity will be from a variety of sources, you know, books, websites, but also ones that I've created myself as well. Right, moving on to the technology part, which is such a wonderful thing when it works, as well as being able to sign up to the Microsoft Ability Summit a couple of weeks ago which enabled me to, once I'd registered, listen to various talks given by people. Uh, The main reason I signed up was because I wanted to listen to the Science of Mental Health lecture given by Meek Wiking, Wiking, the man who wrote The Little Book of Liquor. Um, He's the CEO of the Institute of Happiness in Denmark, so I have spoken about him before. I'm getting on quite well with the Canva app. It just takes so long to change everything, like change things to my logo colours and make it applicable to me. I mean, I'm really grateful that it's there in the first place for me to use it as a foundation. But I mean, I could spend full time working hours and more just doing things for social media. So I've really had to restrict myself and limit myself so I don't go crazy. Another thing with technology and social media, really, is I've been creating a few memes. It's just a bit of fun, really. The first one I did was, if you've seen Lord of the Rings and Sean Bean's character, now you might think I've got a little bit of a fixation with Sean Bean. I haven't, not really. Um, His character, Boromir, he says that one does not simply walk into Mordor. So, of course, I used that. One does not simply say yes to yoga And I challenge people to defy Sean Bean Or defy Boromir And since that I've done quite a few more Just using things that people Or most people would probably know about Uh, Mr T Springs to mind, I used him Homer Simpson Just trying to show that I can Have a bit of fun And it's not all serious And stillness and quietness when you come into one of my yoga classes. any of you've got any ideas for memes, then please send them on to me and I'll use them. Moving on to my home yoga practice. I went back to work on the 17th, so Monday the 17th of, of May, because we're still in May when I'm recording this. And I'd spent a few weeks before that trying to do so many yoga videos to put out there for people. And I spent an awful lot of time, probably too much, considering that I'd had my first vaccine on the Sunday, and then I spent the the rest of that week, the, the Monday onwards, trying to do videos. And it's not just the filming them, it's the editing them as well, and making sure you can hear what I'm saying. And it, it just does take, as I've said before, like with the whole social media thing, anything that you put out there takes a lot of time to prepare i'm still doing the internet versus reality yoga posts they well it really highlights for me the restrictions of my own body and some might say oh you don't want to be telling people what you can't do focusing on the negatives but i don't really see it as a negative i see as you know i can't do this you might be able to and that's good but i don't expect everybody to be able to do this you know i'm one of the many people that can't do it and in no way at all do i want to detract from the people that can do these amazing things with their body but for me my yoga classes i'm aiming for i don't really want to use the word average person but i'm trying to get people to come to class and just accept themselves and be comfortable with themselves and not worry that they can't do a headstand or a handstand or you know flip themselves over onto the backs and onto the fronts and all sorts that's for me that's not what yoga's about but if you are into that there are plenty of classes out there that will help you achieve that with your body so as i've already mentioned i've been adding a lot more sequences to my youtube channel Uh, I mean, does this belong here or in technology? Uh, I think here, actually, as it's not something new that I've learned. I'm now able to quite competently do a video, put it together with my little logo at the front and the end, and a disclaimer, because that's very important, and upload it to YouTube. And now that we've got better internet, I think it was probably just under a year ago when I started YouTube, I remember the first few months it was taking like seven to nine hours to upload something sometimes. It's ridiculous. But now it takes roughly about half an hour. So that's loads better. Now one of our new sections, Yoga in the Outside World. There's quite a lot that I could share with you, but also most of that can probably found, sorry, can probably be found on the internet anyway. So, I just chose the things that I liked reading about or I thought was interesting. And one thing is about Kenneth Branagh. And in an interview, he said that he came to yoga later in life, but said he enjoys it. And he describes himself as a man of a certain age. And that it's a necessary thing that he does to stay supple. And he's got a dog. So, of course, I wanted to include him i haven't really been able to find much else out about him or such as what type of yoga he does it seems them what i've just spoken about you know describing himself any interview seems to use the same quote from him so if you're able to find out what type of yoga he's into or whether it's various styles then please let me know another thing i came across was emma watson you probably know her better as hermione granger in Harry Potter. She is a certified yoga teacher. I don't think she makes people float in the air, but you never know. Yoga isn't something that's only been around, you know, in popular culture for the last few years, though. When I looked a bit more deeply into this, I found that in 1967 Elvis disrupted a yoga class in a film called Easy Come, Easy Go, and he didn't really seem too impressed with it to be honest. Um, so Elvis and yoga yeah don't think the two mix but it's not just uh, adult films that yoga features in there's a children's film a few years old now called Zootopia and there's a scene where they're at the mystic spring oasis and were introduced to Yak's the yak and he's seen chanting om and that's kind of playing up to the yoga stereotype but Even so, it's out there for people to acknowledge it. The main thing I wanted to talk about was The Incredible Hulk. So that's a film from 2008. It's the Edward Norton version. I know there have been many different versions, including that green giant. The character of Bruce Banner in the Edward Norton version uses yoga, meditation and kriyas which are breath control techniques and exercises in order to control his anger and basically keep the green monster at bay and it has been several years since I watched it so I found the clip on YouTube although I did also find someone that commented that it was a deleted scene so if you're quite a big fan of this film and thinking well I don't remember seeing that then that's why and also you can buy incredible Hulk yoga mats. How good's that? I mean, he's quite a good poster boy as he's synonymous with smashing and destroying things. You know, Hulk smash. Mark doesn't like it when I pretend to be the Hulk. Um, I do like to annoy him at times. If you want to look at Hulk yoga mats, then just type it into, I find it on Pinterest. So I'm sure you can type it into Google and it would come up. I don't actually need any new yoga mats at the moment, but if I did, I think they would be quite near the top of the list. I mean, Hulk mad, Hulk need become centred, what Hulk do, Hulk try yoga. That's something I found on Pinterest, but if you're unfamiliar with the Hulk's syntax, you may think that that was a bit of an unusual um, phrase. It uses the idea that the Hulk relaxes back into his human form, Although, I mean, really, it's hard enough being human, isn't it? One last thing to add in this section is from Bridget Jones. And in Bridget Jones's Baby, she informs us that yoga is not the answer to everything, especially when you're in labour. So there you have it. Yoga portrayed in various ways in films and practised by very famous people. As mentioned earlier in this section i'm not just going to be talking about yoga in the world in the outside world i'm going to be talking about other aspects of well-being and mental health and so on and what i'm going to explain this episode is about brain brushing it's more than just closing your eyes and breathing deeply now i've read various articles on this And it's something that I first came across, again, in that little book of liquor by Meek Wiking or Wiking. I really should um, learn how to pronounce his name properly. I just forget. It's a technique to help us improve mindsight, a way of checking in with ourselves. It's about being in the present moment and also developing the ability to step back and be aware who we are. All the while remembering to breathe, which is very important. There's quite an informative article written by John Dable or Dabell, D A B E L L, which you can find if you just type his na- name in with brain brushing. In Meek's book, it does explain how some schools in Bhutan, more on that in a moment begin and end their day with a short mindfulness exercise of brain brushing now bhutan i haven't got a clue where it was it is a landlocked country in the eastern himalayas according to wikipedia it's bordered by china to the north and india to the south so i thought i'd look that up because i didn't know where it was although i'm sure anyone that's listening to this would probably have more of an idea And Bhutan focuses on gross national happiness rather than gross national product. Ever since the fourth king of Bhutan declared that happiness was more important and that was way back in 1972. So that was even before I was born. And it has a point. I mean, me and Mark have both changed our lives to a certain extent. And as a result, we are much happier. You know, we've shied away from the let's make as much money as possible and gone more down the route of oh let's be happier with what we've got i must say animals help did you know we have a dog i don't think i talk about our dog enough <laughs> in fact i have actually become quite aware that i probably do talk about the dog too much so i'm trying to step back a bit from that there's a fair bit of information out there on happiness and brain brushing and mindfulness the uk alternative to brain brushing which is something else i didn't know about is called the myriad project and it stands for my resilience in adolescence and it looks at how schools can prepare young people to manage their emotional health and improve resilience i know people will have their own opinions on that and I could probably spend oh, at least half an hour or more uh, discussing it. But I've just included it to give you a bit more information about what's available out there. And over the next few episodes, hopefully, I can provide more. Back to an old favourite now. Well, for me anyway. The eyes, ears, seen and been part. So beginning with the eyes, which is things that I've read this month. Germany was the chosen country for May, and the Grimm stories, or the Grimm Brothers stories, I should say, would have been ideal for this. But I read them last year for the previous reading challenge when I read collections or a series of books. I've listened to the audio version of The Never Ending Story by Michael Ender. It's a great fantasy story, you know, it includes the Look Dragon. Uh, Falkor, Artax in the Swamp of Sadness. I don't know if you've ever seen the Never Ending Story film. I remember watching it as a child and I was emotionally scarred for life when his horse is just stuck in the Swamps of Sadness and he's trying to get it out. I mean, I'm not a big fan of horses as they are. I think they're quite big and scary, really. But this horse, this poor white horse sinking deeper and deeper into the murky swamp right if you've never seen that just look for a clip on youtube death in venice was another book and it was by an author called thomas mann it sounds like a poirot episode but it's about a writer who visits venice and becomes obsessed by the sight of a beautiful boy and won't leave the city while he's there Even though there's a serious cholera epidemic, you know, you'd think you'd want to get home safely out of the place where you could contract some deadly disease, but no, he wanted to stay there. On an unrelated reading note, so nothing to do with Germany at all, I've finally completed my collection of Puddle Lane books. So that's 54 ladybird books from the 80s, and it has taken several years. It's one of the earliest programmes I remember watching. You may have heard of it, but it seems that it was a really, like, niche, is that the right word, thing? It's got a very, very small following. It's about a magician who tells stories by moving his finger around in a puddle. It does sound quite rubbish now, but I was fascinated by it when I was a child. Although at that age, I probably would have just said I really liked it due to, you know, my limited vocabulary as a four-year-old. I did watch the opening credits on YouTube and I remembered the pictures, but I did not recognise that theme at all. So it seems that at a young age, I was more of a visual learner than an auditory learner because that theme tune, well, yeah, I could not have picked that out of anything. Which brings me on to the ears. So as well as listening to 80s TV theme tunes, I've also been listening to Neil Young, uh, Faster Pussycat, and various podcasts. I really do enjoy listening to podcasts. And there's so many different ones out there that I just never get bored. For yoga, I have been listening to music again when I haven't been recording. And Ludovico Einaudi is my main background music just lately to my yoga practice. It's piano music and... Even though some people would think, oh, it doesn't really fit with yoga. I enjoy it. Right, now we come to the scene part. And I'm sure it won't come as a surprise when I say, oh, we've been watching Poirot. But when there's 84 episodes to get through, I think I may be saying that for quite a few more months. We've also watched the new series of Inside Number 9, or the first few episodes anyway. And also a documentary about the Bruderhof community in East Sussex. That was quite... Well, I can't really think of the word. Um, some of it was quite startling, really. Um, that was on BBC iPlayer. I'd recommend watching it because it's very eye-opening in some respects. A film we watched, uh, Manhattan Murder Mystery, a Woody Allen film. It was great. No CGI or computerised rubbish. It was just a uh, good script good dialogue and really well acted one film that i started watching and i've just currently had a break i've watched about an hour of it to come and record this is the original version of my bloody valentine i absolutely love 80s slasher films i don't know what it is about them because i mean my mum and dad don't like them so it's not like i was brought up on them or anything i was brought up on you know van damme and indiana jones but There's just something, you know, sitting there watching the serial killer go through people one by one. And it's gruesome and bloody and gory. And I just, yeah, I enjoy watching them. It's not the only type of film I watch. I don't want you to think I'm some kind of weirdo. I was looking at a list of them on, you know, our old favourite website, Wikipedia. There's so many You know, I thought I'd seen quite a few, but there's ones I'd never even heard of. And the remakes of these films, they are just not the same. You know, Friday the 13th, the original, it it was better. Um, Halloween, I mean, there's been so many different Halloweens. uh, Not just the sequels, but the the reboots or the remakes. I mean, reboot compared to remake, just leave it. (laughs) Leave it as it is. Nothing wrong with the original. So yeah, love re- reading. Well, I love watching eighty slashes, and I love reading horror books, anything like that, really. And I know some people might think, "Oh, but aren't you supposed to be all calm and serene?" I mean, I am calm and serene when watching these films, and that was one of the reasons for doing this podcast to show you that a yoga teacher is more than just teaching yoga. You know, there is a lot more to the life than putting people into various poses and advising them on how they can adapt the poses for themselves so we better move on to the next part anyway being finally we've been somewhere new we went to much Wenlock. i think it was uh two weeks ago now project pilgrimage 21 was organised by the Company of St George, and the aim was to connect reenactors in a socially distanced way. So, of course, since COVID, all of the reenactments had to stop because obviously you can't have mass gatherings. It was a worldwide event, so people did their own pilgrimages wherever they were based, wherever they lived, and they could share photos. Of their own experience, it was open to anyone. We did it as part of the Beaufort Company, and we wore medieval clothing and shoes. There was so much mud. The I mean, medieval shoes aren't great on the mud anyway, but it was raining. the mud kept getting worse. I only slipped over twice, so it could have been a lot worse. Uh, Wiggy stayed at home, which probably was for the best. Because it would have been too long for him anyway. And he hates mud. Hates getting wet. Hates getting his feet dirty. So we went and you know, got our feet wet. Got our feet dirty. We also ate bread and cheese for lunch. Because it all had to be authentic. And even though we were very soggy. Very muddy. We had a great time. And it was nice to be able to meet up. Socially distanced. In our group and actually do something that resembled a reenactment i know we you know weren't doing an actual reenactment event but even just walking and talking in a group it was it, it was just yeah getting back to something we remember we now come to the final section of the podcast and this is the mindfulness section where i will share an actual mindfulness technique with you and the idea is just to give you something to try for yourselves Um, some people might enjoy it some people might think oh no that's not for me so this is where you can press stop now if you want to otherwise it'll just be a few minutes of me explaining what to do and if you think it might be useful then share it with others why not there are actually two parts to this one and the first one is called body awareness one where i ask you to give yourself a long slow stretch so you can be standing sitting or lying take your time and just appreciate the sensation of your body lengthening notice where your body feels comfortable as you stretch observe where it feels tighter and is less yielding as you relax back from the stretch check how you feel you may be more aware of certain parts of your body now take a second slow gentle stretch do some areas feel even more relaxed or is there an area that still feels uncomfortable and then stretch for a third time still being very slow and careful and then if you still feel tension in parts of your body you can move on to body awareness two where you focus on the area of your body that feels tense or uncomfortable think about what it is what's it trying to tell you Why does it feel this way ask the area what you need to do To make it more comfortable. How can you nurture it better in future? Then take a deep breath in and as you breathe out imagine the breath going directly to the area that is uncomfortable. As it does so the part of your body that is in discomfort may relax a little or not it may not happen first time. You can repeat this action several times, noticing how it feels each time. It might help you to touch gently the area that is affected, since that can also help to focus your breath. And just do this a few times if you wish, and stop when you think you've done it enough. Remember what your body told you it needed to help alleviate tension. And just try and think about that the next time that you feel tension in that certain area. So that is the mindfulness exercise or exercises I'm sharing with you this episode. If you've got any questions about yoga or mindfulness or brain brushing or the Incredible Hulk or anything else, then please get in touch. You can contact me either by email which is admin at sayyestoyoga.co.uk but I've still got my hotmail address which is sayyestoyoga at hotmail.com you can find me on Instagram under curlygirlyogini and my Facebook page is Say yes to yoga. if you want to have a look at the website and find out any information from these podcasts it's all on the website And that is www.sayyestyoga.co.uk. And if anyone local is listening and wants to come to class on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I should have mentioned this earlier, I am starting them again from the 1st of June. So excited. So, I will actually be able to teach yoga to people face to face. It'll be great. Well, I'm assuming it'll be great. (laughs) We'll see it will be odd i think at first and the first class is quite full which you know is a good indication i think so yeah if you want to get in touch to about coming to class or you've got any questions about coming to class then just please let me know enjoy the rest of your day or whatever you have planned and as i said it'll probably be roughly another month or so before the next episode is recorded so thank you for listening bye (laughs)